Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to episode 63 of the Homesteading UK podcast. It's a lot, mate. Well, it is a lot, and I just want to obviously just very quickly just to say that we were starting with the renumbering, as I mentioned in the last episode. So if you're listening and you're like, episode 63, what's going on with that? It's just because we're changing the numbering system because I can't be bothered. We keep saying season two and all that stuff. So we're from now going forward, we'll be just episode 63, and next time will be episode 64. There you go, that's how it works, yeah? I like Um, it. Yeah, well, I think it just simplifies things. I know we had to do the seasons thing because of the name change, but hopefully we'll be able to just carry on with the number numbering system from now on. All right, but anyway, mate, I'm, I'm Al. I'm here with my mate Mike. How are you doing, Mike? You all right? Yeah, yeah, there it is. There it is. Waiting for it. <laughs> oh, mate, we're mucking around already. It's not good, is it? Oh, it's it's going to be one of those, I think. <laughs> Why are you saying that? Oh, I can just feel it. I can feel it. Not at all. Oh, dear. All. So, yeah, so it's been a few weeks, and obviously we put out the, um, the, the Not Resolutions episode. How long is, is it? Two weeks? I reckon it's probably three weeks since that went out now. So I'm trying to think what I've done, which is... Again, I'm afraid not going to be a great deal. I'm still struggling. Yeah, it's really he's an international man of mystery. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? God, take some of that right he's now. He's been out doing horticultural consultancy work somewhere <laughs> in Buckingham Palace or something, sworn secrecy. Mm, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? No, no, no absolutely not. Um, I've got a few bits to talk about, but not not anything like as much as I'd like to. But um, just just quickly on the weather front, we were literally just saying that it's been been pretty mild on the whole, hasn't it? We had a bit of a cold. Today's snap, been amazing, though, hasn't it? Today's been beautiful. Absolutely stunningly beautiful. Yeah. Might hear yeah. some lorries in the back because we're in the yard. Well, we're in yeah. my polytunnel right next yeah. to the yard. Yeah. So there'll be people returning back to the yard now. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of. What's this coming down here, mate? Something going back in and getting backed up? No. Yeah. So we're in polytunnel and it's sun, late, low sunbeams are streaming yeah. in. Late afternoon now. It is beautiful here. Got about an hour or so of daylight left on me. But um, it's been very warm inside the polytunnel, so I've been mostly working inside. Still too yeah. wet outside. Yeah. For me, on the kind of ground I've got, but um, yeah, I mean, it was. Um, I don't know what the ambient temperature outside was today, probably about 14, 13. I would say 14. so. I mean, I, I walked the dog today very slowly without a coat, yeah. So it was just you know, jumper mild enough for you, not mild enough, yeah. So normally I'll be like coat and yeah, hat and gloves, and all but it was well above 20 in the polytunnel today, well above 20, and 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 up, up, up at that temperature by about 10 o'clock, yeah, yeah. Here comes a man or two. Yeah. Oh, it's been very pleasant. The sun's been shining and it's just felt very spring like the birds have been singing. Hear the skylark singing and all that. It's been really lovely, I have to say. Yeah, I've, I've noticed um, almost things look greener, don't they? Well, you, know, think, that, you just that notice things have started to grow. I've got daffodils starting to now flower in my front garden. And I noticed that some of the flowering shrubs have started to show signs of new shoots this, for, the, you wow. know, for this year. It's crazy, isn't it? You know, snowdrops are all out and flowering up for a while now, and it's just and we could still get coming, we could it? well, yeah, but we could still easily get snow, couldn't we? We often have snow. You in, certainly could. I yeah. think it's very unlikely I would now, yeah. but as as it always is. But there's still a good chance of getting. You know, we'll, we'll get another frost before the end of the season, oh, I imagine. Yeah, maybe maybe some quite hard frost potentially, but for the time being, it's everything's getting going. And there is a yeah. danger, isn't there, on days like today, though, to go out and get your seed packets and start thinking, ah, oh, bung me, <coughs> and well, then get caught out pretty bad. I know that I'll be starting to sow. I'm going to try and do some sewing undercover. That's what I'm going to try and do, because although I can't do lots of heavy work at the minute, I could um, do a little bit of sewing in the hope that by the time everything's fit to go in the ground, I'll be well enough to put it in the ground. Yeah. That's the plan. Um, so we're going to try and do a bit of sewing, and, and particularly getting some early sewings of maybe things for like pea shoots, um, some salads. So still, I'm going, to, I'm going to hold off on the, on the warmer weather crops 
this year. Usual, isn't it? Usually you beat on, me. On, I normally do, but I think. But mine catch up anyway, don't well, they? Well, they do, and that's what I found. I know, obviously, you've got the polytunnel advantage, but I'm not going to be growing nearly as many this year. Yeah. Um, I'm obviously going to have to cut right back on what I'm so I'm growing for lots of reasons. Yeah. Um, so it'll be easier. What I often get is I've got a propagator that sits on the windowsill, but only holds so many seedlings. Mm. And obviously, once they're too big for that, they've got to go out somewhere. So mm. where do you put them? And then also they need to get another round of seedlings through that propagator yeah. to get enough going. So I need to start earlier typically. Yeah. This yeah. year I won't need to worry. So. Well, I know that I normally don't sow until later on, but I'm going to try because I had a few seed failures last year. Yeah. I'm going to try and get ahead of the game, particularly with the chilies and the peppers. Yeah. And um, we're sitting here looking at those seed packets right now, yeah. actually. Yeah. I've got a new propagator in my tunnel. Yeah. Um, which is. What is how many trays does that hold? 12 halves. 12, 12 halves. Yeah. Um, yeah, 12 half, maybe even more than that. So it's about three times the size of mine then. Yeah, and it was about 130 quid. Yeah. Which isn't bad, I don't no, think, for no. something. It's pretty robust. I can't remember the name of it, but um, maybe I'll try and find it for people. Yeah. It was available online. And I have to say, if you're sitting between growing a lot of stuff for an allotment and <laughs> commercial, there isn't a lot of propaga heated propagating units available. No. There's a VitaPod one, which I think is probably like. You know, it's nearly twice the price of that. Uh, you know, with you know stackable lights that you can grow things in all year round, mm. that goes up to about three hundred quid. But then, there, then, then you're back down to sort of like a little um, flexi cover polythene yeah. thing, you know. Um, and then even below that are those little heated seed mats which I've yeah. used before. Obviously, they don't have a thermostat control. No, um, you can buy a sort of one tray thermostatic controlled thing for about £40 pound, yeah. maybe by someone like Stuart or someone like that but but there's not a lot if you're someone who's a serious grower no um, I have seen these ones which you you know you put along a windowsill and you get like six or seven lights and then yeah. six or seven sort of individual cloches with a ventilation and, and a heated runner yeah. on the bottom I've seen those and so I know some people are using those and I think that you know they're about 70 or 80 pounds well, I, I use little plastic windowsill ones they're not heated um, they are I don't know about what's that? Forty cent? No, yeah, forty centimeters. Two seed trays, but they they are they're narrow. Yeah. So they're really really narrow. So they come with little like cells modules oh, yeah. in so there. Bespoke, yeah. Yeah. So they're like, I don't know like A five no A six size. Yeah. Little pods. You get five little pods in there, well, and then they break down into. What, like half. It's probably a quarter of a seed tray. It's, prob it's probably that. about that. Yeah. It's probably about that. So if you've got yeah. Yeah, a little so bit a less third, than a third of a, third of a tray. Yeah, sixth of a, a full-size seed tray, something yeah. like that. So you get then six little cells. Yeah, like that. There we go. Yeah. Six little cells. And then you get five of them in a, in a in set. A so you get 30. So you can get 30 in each one. And I've got two of them. So I put yeah, 60 in. Yeah, but you can obviously multi-sow. And I multi-sow, so. yeah. I usually do two and then pinch out the weaker one, yeah. typically. And, and and for me, a lot of it will be... The key of having a bigger, slightly bigger one is that... I mean, we could link up, get, get more. You still only need one thermostat, of course. Okay, yeah. Because you yeah. can just have the thing yeah. on a timer. Yeah. Um, and as long as it's measuring one and the yeah. conditions are roughly the same, yeah. they need to have thermostat in each one, just yeah. get the bases and the covers. But for me, it's also about organising varieties because yep. otherwise it can become a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. But I'm, I'm always conscious though of over sowing now mm. and then having good growth and then still be in mid March. Mm. Plants got to come out of there, they can't yeah, sit yeah. in there forever yeah, as soon as they germinate, really. Mm, yeah, yeah. And then they're in the polytunnel, but. I'm, I'm very aware that it could get very cold in the polytunnel and, and, and check the growth quite considerably. And, what, and that's where I have got a slight advantage at home is that I've got, because I've got the facility to heat that little greenhouse yeah. at the front of the house, I could germinate them indoors, 
And once they're up, they can go in there, and that will be enough to keep the frost off, unless it gets really cold out. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't think it will frost that much in here past no. March. No. And I can always make a cloche in here and wrap yeah. them up and stuff like that. But it's more, it's more the danger of growth is so much faster in here, especially in the spring. Yeah. That some of my other crops might not be out in time, yeah, yeah, and yeah. things coming in and yeah. stuff like that. So it's about balancing the space I've got with the crops that are ready, and and. You know, we we all come to that period in the growing year, around the end of May, where you've got to dig things up, even though you might still get a little bit of a crop off them. And uh, yeah, you know, it comes to that time, doesn't it, where you have to bite the bullet, Diminishing clear the ground, returns, get your stuff in. About, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, it's a nice it's a nice conundrum to be in if you've still got um, food that's in the ground and then food that you're going to put in, which is nearly ready. Well, that's, that's the result, isn't it? That's, that's the, not, not the worst place to be in, is it? Absolutely. No, Absolutely. but uh, it's funny, isn't it? A lot of people maybe starting out and even the people I chat, was chatting to, uh, you know, in the shop, imagine that now's the worst time for vegetables still. Yeah. But yeah. it isn't. No. You no. know, I think very much still to come. End of April, May. Yeah. May is hard, isn't it? Can be. Can be. I mean, there are things that you can yeah. eat, and they should have some store. But depends how quick you can bring on things, isn't it? I mean, it yeah. does. You can if you, unless you've grown a lot of cabbages, <laughs> you've eaten quite a lot of cabbage. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like you say, your PSB hopefully will be going by then, and there'll yeah. be some cauliflowers here. But yeah. I'm pretty sure my cabbages will be done by then. Yeah. But um, yeah. there'll be some pea shoots. There might. There won't be Monge two by May, but there, well, there might be. It could be. Might be in here. Yeah, there could. Be. Might be in the tunnel. So um, yeah. So. Obviously, think looking at the weather, and that's had an impact on the crops, hasn't it? I know we were saying just before we, the mics went live that I, I have managed to get up to go and do a bit of harvesting and purple sprout and broccoli. I've been eating now, not every week, but when I've wanted to go out there and get some, there's always been some there since October. Yeah. And there's still loads. Yeah, mine went in a lot later than yours. Yeah. And mine was very pot bound, if you remember, because yeah. I was waiting for that tunnel, which unfortunately had some damage. <coughs> but it's just starting now. I'll be picking it this week. Yeah first lot will be coming off this week yeah. but funnily enough even though everything got um, kind of held back mm. I've had great sprouts this week yeah really good yeah. Brussels sprouts nice. and they're about a month off when I would have really wanted them yeah of course yeah, you yeah. know but yeah. they've been fabulous yeah. and the tops have been good yeah. and there's loads of sprouts here and yeah. taking them off the stalks is is that you get that lovely snap when you get them yeah, off and that and yeah. so yeah I've been eating those over the last couple of weeks and lots of cabbages lots of types of brassicas i put post up about all the different varieties we're growing here and yeah i know some people were saying how how are we how are you keeping the things off them and stuff but it, you can't grow them in the uk outdoors you just can't no, you just no, cannot no, so no. before you even think about oh I'd like i'd like to grow a cabbage please just if you can't cover them don't bother <laughs> yeah, yeah i think yeah, there's yeah. i think yeah i think that is it i've really. said it before i mean I, I know that there are you know some people have said to me before they've been able to do it and stuff in my experience, they won't even last like 48 hours in the ground no. where I am at the allotment. No, no and, um, and I, I think, you know, <laughs> methods of control could be, you, you might be happy spraying your crops or using an insecticide or something like that, but we, we don't do any of that here. And, and for me, the ability to net properly so that the sides don't even touch. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're also looking at bird damage and and um, what are those garden voles man oh, I've yeah, had them in yeah. here I've had them in the tunnel this year right, yeah. seen a few running around so I'll have to put some control measures in for those yeah. and the mice that's probably because I've been sowing broad beans so yeah. but they will they'll eat brassicas no problem mate yeah, they, oh, mu yeah. they munch yeah. them everything eats right. brassicas mate everything 
including me. Yeah, uh, yeah when so, you get the chance. Yeah. yeah, but but I still feel I've got uh, a way to go to get those dead right. There are brassicas here all the time, yeah. you know, but we've eaten quite a lot and we've got the spring ones to kick on now and yeah. the chards here and the kale's going like a trooper as well, yeah. you know. So I still think that um, those big sort of hearting cabbages, I've yet to do those, you know, really well, like a good solid white head yeah. cabbage. I, I've yeah. tended to do more um, spring kind of type and yeah. savoys and I've got some reds on the go at the moment mm. and, but I haven't done any just basic white cabbage, you yeah. know, because I'm worried that, you know, a little bit of damage at, at the beginning. Whereas the whole thing, yeah. yeah. So, whereas if you're picking more of a sort of a looser head, you can be a bit more selective as you yeah. as you cut it, and then it's yeah. not, not so bad, is it? It's, you know? it's, but it's even things like rats yeah. that get in there and have a go at that, I reckon. Yeah, From yeah, the, the look of the damage that you get, because, you know, I can, I'm pretty pretty happy with my control measures at the allotment it's a nice big high net yeah big fruit cage effectively that i can get into yeah, I, I get, in here the but damage the, the only pest i get which is tricky is probably small small slug damage yeah at the beginning yeah and then trying to eradicate that and then obviously they're in the heart and, yeah. and sometimes it's quite tricky but yeah. you know i've been really careful and what's really nice in the tunnel is that um I, there's always loads of birds in here yeah so oh, that's really good hopefully not pigeons i hope no, wrens and blue tits yeah, yeah. at the moment, and blackbirds, and you know, especially if I leave them. the doors open. Yeah. And they've got to be clearing out some of those, because yeah. there's not a lot else in here. No. You know, there isn't a caterpillar, so to speak, or anything no. like that. So, no. you know, if I if I leave the doors open, then I've got the rotavator on digging or doing a plot with a fork or something. They're in here like a shot. They'll and come and have a go at whatever little yeah. insects they can find. Yeah. Good on them. That's helpful. So That's I'm encouraging that. that. That's the one thing I don't get where I am, obviously, because it's netted. Yeah. You know, I don't want the birds to be able to get in, so I'm not no. sure they'd be able to get no, out again. So I thought I might put some bird boxes up inside. I wonder if that would work. <laughs> the trouble is, you'd have to leave the doors open then, wouldn't but you? Mate, you can get in up the sides. Oh, okay. In this one, anyway. Because yeah. the retractable sides. Yeah. Well, they have a two sided bird box, mate, yeah. the whole each side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Is it, why, 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 why would not? you not? Why if not? I was a bird and it was like, do you want to like have this nice warm, sheltered, warm sh yeah. cat-free place? I'd be like, yeah. yes, thank yeah, you very much. Do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll do nicely. Uh, yeah, so I've had a few good leaks. My Cavalo Nero's still going, I can't believe it. Well, my Cavalo Nero's it's... going very well. I would say that the more you pick it and the higher it gets, the leaf gets shorter. Is that yeah, about yeah, right, yeah. would you say? Yeah, it's right, yeah. yeah. So I've got Cavalo Nero, Red Russian, yeah. but the star of my kale has been my cottage's dwarf okay, yeah. curled. Yeah. Mate, that thing is like relentless. Yeah. Great, aren't they? Yeah, and, and I'd not used it much because, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd been put off eating kale because I tried it straight and it was a bit too bitter for me well, just to eat you, straight. The stuff you buy in the shops as well that they bag up as kale. Yeah. It's got all the bigger stems all still in it. Yeah. And yeah. just cut up. And then by the time you've cooked it, all you've really got is these really nasty, chewy stems yeah. that actually it doesn't yeah. taste or anything very much because it's dried up where they've cut it yeah. and then bagged it. It's really not a very pleasant product, so it's no wonder people don't eat it. And but you compare it to can, stuff you grow yourself. I can say, mate, in a pheasant, leek, and kale pie, oh, it was yeah. absolutely funky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I had it in oh, nice. last week. It was yeah. lovely. Yeah, I had the last couple of, I had a brace of pheasant from the last shoot from, you know, just before the end of the shoot, the end yeah. of January. Someone gave me four birds and oh man, nice. Yeah, and all everything, all the veg that went in it was you know carrots and onions and garlic all still from here, and then there was some kale and leeks. Yeah, um, absolutely lovely. I'm gonna 
I've I've been here for two years. I grew individual leeks first year, and I grew yeah. multi-sown leeks last yeah. year. And I will not be doing multi-sown leeks this year. Okay, they're too much. They're too hard to pick, and they don't look great in the shop. Yeah, they just they just look like kind of like spindly okay. leeks, which is what they are in it. Yeah, yeah. The the amount of food you get off of one, you know, one planting is probably the same. Yeah. But by the time you've cleaned them, of course, you lose you lose quite a bit, and yeah. you're losing that times four or five if they're yeah, multi-sown. Yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely going back to a single, even though it's much more labour-intensive at the beginning yeah. of the season. Yeah. So I've sown those already. Yeah. And I've sown them into cells. Some of these small cells here, look. So what's that? Twenty in a. Yeah. Twenty and a half tray. Twenty yeah. and a half tray. Yeah. And I have multi-sown those, but then I'll individually put them out into yeah. those deep green trays like I've always done and they yeah. seem to work well in there. Yeah. I could put them straight in the ground when they're like grass yeah. but I like to do this sort of middle It's stage. quite hard work managing them when they're like grass isn't it? It is yeah and and, and, I, and I don't dip my leeks in no. I just put them in and plant them you know I find it easier for me yeah. um, but it might be that I can put the whole plug in and then pull thin out for I don't even dip mine I, I make a little trench with the corner of the hoe, draw hoe. So yes, yeah, so I was just saying that I, I don't even div anymore with leaks, I do a trench. Right, just, get the, just bang the, them in. The draw hoe and then yeah. just, put, like you would if you're doing like broad yeah. beans or something. Yeah. I'm not dissimilar. Like like that. Depends on the soil conditions, but <laughs> yeah. for me as well, um, it just is about my learning curve. And I think there's a big difference between what you would put up with as a grower at home. Mm -hmm. But I'm very aware that, you know, some, it's got to go in a shop. You're under pressure to produce something that looks pretty. To a certain Whereas extent, I don't yeah. Because it's just yeah. got to be taste pretty. Well, <laughs> it's a tasty, fine, yeah, and it's a fi fine balance between um, the shop and, and the stuff that we use to feed the shop. It's different. Mm. But, yeah, of course. You know, if there's odd misshapen stuff. But to be honest with you, people have been pretty good about... Yeah us saying look these are multi-sown leeks because mm. it's easier mm. you know it's companion planting going on or what yeah. have you and that's why they're a bit smaller but yeah. don't don't not buy them take a yeah. couple and try them yeah see what you think yeah. and, then, and then obviously once you can get people into that they can understand it and they realize they and taste quite really often good. some of those baby leeks are quite nice to just chop up and put into your soups and stews anyway well, that's what i did today yeah. that's what i've got so that's yeah. what i use and I, i've made a little bit of chili this morning for lunch and um I managed to dig them up I don't know, last week and yeah. I had the energy to go and do it and so what tastes you, really good. So what could you eat now off your plot? Let's do a little February. Well, I could eat right now, if I went up there right now, purple spring broccoli, uh, I've got Cavallo Nero, I have got leeks, I've got American Lancress, that's gone through really well through the winter. Yeah. Um, I've got some chard. Yeah. Is your child to actually grow, or are you? Is it just it's, ticking it's over? It's not in great nick to be honest. It's just about getting by. I mean, yeah. it's still mine. So it, what? Because I'm the same, and child is very popular. <coughs> yeah. But I'm aware that I didn't. I haven't grown enough. Yeah. Because it's not. It's not growing like the kale grows. Yeah. And so I would say that in March I'll get a, a final flurry yeah. before it bolts. Yeah. Um. Sometimes it doesn't no. bolt till a bit later, but yeah. I'm kind of waiting for it to hit that middle gap again yeah. you know that hungry gap is yeah. a really useful thing so what I would say though is be patient with chard if your chard is looking a bit ropey yeah it often you know you dig it up but it often comes quite good doesn't it yeah it does yeah absolutely. yeah and that, in fact I, I wouldn't be against any time it's as soon as it starts to warm up 
cutting it right down. Yeah. Use the whole lot. Yeah. And then when it comes back, it will bolt. But what you should get before that is yeah, a good so flush yeah, of nice yeah, fresh leaves. Really lovely stuff. Yeah. 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 So um, I've, I've got, got turnips. Got yeah. Nice. I've got something else I had in my head. Then it's gone. I've got a few um, collard greens. I've gone yeah, through. I like haven't used collard yet. Greens, yeah. Um, that's probably about. And it then what about stored? Stored lots of butternut squash. Obviously loads of passata still. Yeah. Chilies. Um, like the cowboy candy pickle. Did you grow onions this year? I did, I got pickled onions, they were small, so I pickled all of those, they're still pickled. Garlic? Didn't do any garlic. Um, I've given up on growing garlic outside at the allotment. I might try and do some inside in one of the greenhouses, just to see if that's different. I grew mine indoors, right, last year, and they were huge. We had a real, real result with them. I don't know whether it's because of the warmth or because of the quality. I mean, they were in pure muck. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder whether it's actually a bit of both, probably. That's I don't think they like my chalk very much. There's not no. much nutrient in it. But, you know, I wonder whether, you know, you could try doing them in a hotbed or something. But, I mean, I've sown all the garlic I've got, <coughs> so I'm looking how much there is. So it's 100, 200, 300, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. It's about 500 yeah. bulbs. Or, That's about enough for me then, yeah? Yeah, well, you, that <laughs> is. And that is the trouble about garlic is that it's expensive yeah. to buy yeah. the seed, but it's, it makes good money in the shop. Yeah, they tell them for you know I don't know what yeah. three or four quid a head. Yeah, really. Those are great big ones. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I've got can't grow enough. I got fed up with trying to peel the little tiny cloves yeah. of the homegrown stuff. Yeah. So I've given up. So what we did with those because I had some like some some I put in here and they did well and the ones that went in the tunnel next door later they were terrible. They, right. they were like like the stuff I normally grow. So it's definitely about the length of season in the soil as well. Yeah. But we ended up giving those ones away as a, like a little freebie when, okay. when people bought a sack of spuds yeah. or something yeah. um, or a bag of potatoes and yeah. put them in with their roast potatoes and stuff yeah. like that. I think that the long, I think that doing them, I don't think spring sown garlic ever work in the UK. No. No. So, you know, I'm looking at the size of those plants now, mid February and they look, mm. they look really quite yeah. healthy, don't they? Some yeah. of those are getting on for what, eight inches. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to hopefully kick on and I've got a bed ready for them right there. It's been well marked. This yeah. is the hot tunnel. Yeah. I'm going to put them in. And last year, they dovetailed really nicely with my chilies. Yeah. So when the garlic came out June. Yeah. Chilies are big enough. You put them in the ground there. I did, yeah. And I mean, they they could have been in earlier, the chilies, yeah, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see how we go. But yeah. I've got, I'm growing less in here in this, what is the warm tunnel this year. Yeah. You know, obviously half of it's over tomatoes. But as I was saying to you, I really want to have a go with some sweet potatoes this yeah. year. Yeah. I'm not going to grow okra i'm not going to grow melons because no. they just don't they're, they're not popular i can't don't. believe you can't sell watermelons it's bonkers isn't it yeah absolutely bonkers those little sugar baby watermelons yeah. or the little gala yeah and they were good flavor yeah but no people didn't really want them they take up a lot of space as well yeah I can say you that, know yeah. in the ground you they're know not, they're, yeah, they're not cost effective use of space by any stretch, not if people they? aren't going to buy them no. so you know i'm looking at them i grew too many chilies last year even though turn them into a crop or you yeah, did yeah but for straight sale probably too many you know it was a lot that was two that was two two hoops worth um and i probably had too many cucumbers all at once last year mm. and i had way too many aubergines last year the aubergines you know we we struggled to shift what i was gonna have a go at doing this year yeah aubergine i couldn't remember that's what it was long purple i would yeah. strongly recommend and we grew them like um cucumbers up, up yeah. canes and they, they were very they were really good in here. They were really good in here. And I would say that if you had four plants that feed a family. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's all I need to do because oh, I'm I'm going to cut back on the tomatoes this year. Yeah. Um, I've still got some in the freezer in bags, yeah. not loads, yeah. but enough to do a lot of batch of ketchup or something if I can get around to it. Um, but I was yeah, I wanted to have a go at doing some aubergines. I was inspired by your success. They were that. really good. That, that that particular one was was really good, and and I ate more aubergine last year, and I'm not a big aubergine fan. No. You know, it's not something that I not have grown before much, or ever. I think maybe once, and you know, like we was chatting about, I think last year, Moussaka grilled. Um, I didn't really know what to do with them. Parmigiana, I'll do yeah. with it, yeah. I've oh, got look. a few recipes that use Baba ganoush, mate, I Baba had a bit of, didn't I? Yeah. yeah, and I tried yeah. a bit of that. Yeah. But um, they didn't sell well here, no. either. They didn't sell well here. But I think that by the time this growing season comes round, I think they're the sort of things that will sell really well um, in the shop. You know, uh, I think that even if they're doing a light lunch of grilled Mediterranean vegetables on on nice sourdough bread with parmesan, I think that'll fly yeah, out. Yeah, here. Yeah. You know, because people are all over the fresh soups that we're doing Just, and stews here. Meze plates or something like yeah, that. Something like that. So, thing, yeah. so we will have some, yeah. <laughs> but not. I, I grew way too many last year, and I think that was because um, the uh, the chilies were so late. I was worried that I'd have quite a big gap. So, yeah. but then, the, but then the chillies did kick on, and the peppers even did okay in the end. They stayed say, quite small, didn't they? Yeah, they did. But I, I, I would say that the the chillies, given what we did with them in the end, mm. you probably could grow more. Yeah, you could and grow you, more. Still, but I could grow more of a lot of things, couldn't yeah, I? Because because yeah. we would deal with them. Yeah. And I think it becomes it comes to that it comes to that you know if you're someone who's contemplating running a business from your allotment is mm. very different from yes. eating from your allotment, yeah, isn't it? Totally. No, totally and, and we couldn't, like the hot chilies, we couldn't even give them away. No. no. And that was a bit sad, really, because yeah. they grew really well. Yeah. It was about two people who liked them and had yeah. some, uh, but the ad, hot, they were too hot. Yeah. But but even but even the, the mild chilies, mm. we couldn't sell them, we couldn't sell them all. You turned loads into I had two cowboy big, candies. I had two big Tesco's crates full of them. I turned into cowboy candy. It must have been what three or four kilos each. Those crates. It's about five kilo in a Tesco crate. Of, and you definitely had two or three. Uh, two, yeah, two of them. I think two and a half, maybe. Um, I know. No, it took me a long time to process. Yeah. Them. So you know, um, fifteen kilos of chilies is quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that growing maybe. One lot of mild chili, you know, double row, mm. and then a, and then something a bit warmer for mm. use in cooking mm. is what we'll go with. I think I've got, I think I've got jalapeno. I think if 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 we, oh, I'll tell you what, I've got. If we're talking about doing the um, cowboy candy again, having the mild one, and then just a few of so uh, Havana, Havana gold. Okay, yeah, is that the is that the standard one? That looks like yeah, yeah, that's the one you normally do, isn't it? Uh, no, I no. normally do Hungarian hot wax. That's it, Hungarian hot here. wax. So they're lovely, but they're not that hot. No, and then I've got some Scotch bonnets, which are pretty hot, yeah. aren't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. But I've also got some jalapenos, which are what people are used to. Yeah. But these, I tell you what, mate, I'm looking forward to these though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The long stuffy. sweet red yeah. Marconi, which are a mild sweet pepper, but they're those long. Red ones that you see when you put them on the old grill. Stuff with a nice bit of lovely, yeah. mate. So and then, then and some sweet peppers. Yeah. So I've got I've got these um, things out because I'm looking at my propagator and I'll be sowing these things. Mm. I know people. Some people have sown them already. 
But for me, there isn't really the rush because even though Chile's need a longer growing season, the polytunnel sort of gives you that. Well, what's, what's, t- what's really interesting is that I, I was given a Charles Dowding calendar for Christmas. And what is he naked on it? And that, no, 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 he's, he's perfectly decent, mate. This is Britain standing mate. No, behind a dibber. No, we're in Britain, don't have too much fun, do we? No, no naked gardeners or any of that nonsense. Do behave. I've heard of no dig, bro. Anyway, whatever floats your boat out, well, I didn't know his, such things were available. But on his calendar, it's got all like sowing dates and planting out dates and things like that. And because he's not that very far away from where, I, you know, from where we live, really, as the crow flies at least, yeah. his climate will be similar to ours. Yeah. And what it does is it says, you know, and you look at it and you go, well, what I would normally do is this. And actually he's saying, well, this is how I do it. Yeah. And it's really interesting to compare. And he's saying that the 13th of February, which as we record is tomorrow, yeah. is the first day he would even really consider doing sowings for this season. Yeah. He does peas first and does, things like yeah, that. Peas for onions. Shoots, yeah, onions and I think there might be some early salads in there. He grows Rather. in polytunnels quite a bit, doesn't he? And under yeah. fleece. Yes, but none of it's heated. No, no. So he uses some indoor space for germination, but none of the actual growing spaces are heated. And so it's a very similar sort of setup to what you've got here in many ways, I would say. A lot yeah. of it's outdoors, most it's outdoors. Yeah, he uses those long beds yeah. with um, fleece covers, doesn't he? Yeah. Row covers. But very specific, he's got his very specific sp- sp- um, growing. Mediums, uh, yeah, grow mediums, and obviously the size of the trays uses are a lot deeper. Mm. Root trainers, I think, quite a bit deeper than the normal ones. But um, there's some really interesting tips in there, so I'll, I'll perhaps share some of that. Yeah, you've got an idea because I, I will be, I'll be getting in the greenhouse at some point in the next week or so and sowing some bits myself. Is the plan? Well, I will be sowing. I even wrote them down. Oh, you've got a list of you. Yeah. So things you could be sowing now are if you, there are some herbs that you can sow now mm-hmm. unheated. Um, mm-hmm. Parsley and coriander. Parsley, you can. Coriander likes a little bit of heat, doesn't it? Yep. But you probably get away with them now. And funnily enough, you can sow Greek oregano now. Hmm. And it okay. doesn't need any heat. It's oh, like yeah. rock hard. Yeah. You can sow it whenever you like, really. Oh, okay. I think it's because you dry it and oh, use it okay. dried more. Yeah. But you can certainly sow that now. And then there are early, like, if you want... Um, Sprouts early in the season, you mm-hmm. can be sowing those now yeah. and sprouting broccoli, can't you? Yeah. I won't be doing any of that yet, though. No. Um, just because of where I'm at, and and we seem to be falling into having certain things. I know you can have cabbage all year round, mm. but by the time we've eaten cabbage for six months, yeah, we like to have enough. a little break. Yeah. But one thing you could do now, you certainly could do it indoors on a windowsill, is get a slightly deeper tray and start doing your salad leaf because yep. you could be eating that. That's what I'll, Pretty be, soon. I'll be doing. It'll be one of the first things that I do. And will you do the sort of the, the, the salad mix, the, the just, loose, non-hearting? No, I, I, I will do, do yeah, I will. I'll do some and some. I'll mostly do the loose leaf because I find the hearting lettuce, frankly, is a faff. Yeah. I had some really good success with uh, Lola Rossa last year, though, mm-hmm. uh, which is very nice. And, yeah, and also some there. lamb's lettuce, although that's it's not the best time to be sowing that yet. But um, I multi-sow yeah. all my salads. Yeah. And you just do three or four seeds in a tray. Yeah. And then I typically pinch it down to three. Well, there's one called Salad Bowl, which if you want to buy a proprietary mix, yeah. which works really well as well. I think they've got mustard seeds in as well, and you get oak leaf, and yeah. you get some Lolo Rosso and things like yeah. that in it. And for me, you know, it's not, you know, you could you could really push on with that now and, and 
and it makes a big difference in in a sandwich or in a little lunch to be able to pick a few of your own leaves and and have those and and i think it gives you it sates the buzz until otherwise you can sow everything well, it just sates that little buzz so but you're getting something but the other thing is that in my experience the early lettuce is the best of the yeah, season. Is, yeah. The first lettuce you get is the best of the season because typically you'll beat the slugs and the other pests out. Yeah, so it looks and, the nicest. And it doesn't get thumped by the sun, does it? It doesn't get, no, it's not too hot. So it, and it, it's just the best time for it to grow. Later in the season, you're more likely to get hit by pests and the heat and everything else. But the first flush that you get. Well, lettuces is, are looking really good, aren't you're, they? I was going to say, your overwinter ones look great, I have to say. Yeah, I'll tell you what hasn't looked good, though, which is interesting because last year it looked superb, was the corn salad. Mm-hmm. And we've had quite a lot of rot off because it's almost been too mild. Yeah. Because they like it really they cold. Do, yeah. And my claytonia has been yeah. non-existent. And there's there's rows of it in there, but a lot of it's gone off. But what's funny is that um, as you can see, all of the rocket self seeds. Oh yeah. Look yeah. at it all. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't actually done the rows because no. it's actually going to just self seed with rocket. Yeah. And I've actually got a bed of rocket further up. Yeah. And this is where the bed of rocket was last yeah. year. And so much of it, I mean, that yeah. rocket, there's two types of rocket, yeah. and the one which has got the um, really narrow lobes, which yeah. I think sometimes called wild rocket, yeah, it is, yeah. that is far hardier yeah. and far less likely to bolt than the um, broad-leafed one. Mm-hmm. They don't taste that dissimilar, but that rocket, it got quite woody at the base, but we literally used a pair of shears on it and used mm-hmm. to just keep cutting it to the ground, yeah. and it would just Come kept back. coming. Yeah. It was in it for a year. Oh, really? A whole year. Wow. And then... And, and and look at it now, I needn't have sown any more because no. look, look at the bed. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just, the land crest that I've got is like that. It's just nails. It's sat outside. Yeah. I've only got one plant. Mm. There's more than enough. Yeah. One plant that was just it was just left in because there was you know everything else was coming out, but there wasn't yeah. anything new going in. It looked good, so I left it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's come on. It's like it's like yeah, nice and big, big dinner plate leaves, size. Yeah. Loads of leaves in there. I could go and sort of you know, pick out the nicer ones. Yeah. You know, every every week or so, even if I wanted to, more than enough just from one plant for a family. It's nice having the options to do things, isn't it? It's really good to have. It's, it's just have an ability to go and get something green. Well, it's that, and it's also the fact that that is it's really flavoursome. Yeah. So whereas a lot of lettuce is kind of a bit bland and not very interesting, so you put dressings on it and everything else to make it taste nicer. Yeah. This mixed in with some of that lifts the whole nicer, thing. Yeah. So it is, yeah, it, fabulous stuff. So they're all the things that I could that I'm sowing I'm picking very similar to you brassicas in here and lettuces now and I've got spring onions Mm -hmm. overwintered spring onions that I can pick I've got chard and brussels sprouts still in the ground I've still got some um, I've got some little cauliflowers which are not great but they're almost like ping pong ball size and I think again they went in late and it's been mild and they've got proper confused getting so. a good head of cauliflower is not easy that's well not, I grew some beautiful ones last year didn't yeah, I they were really nice and, a, and again you know some of my sowings were out but you could be sowing some um, cauliflowers pretty soon though yeah. for later on yeah. so I might try and do a catch crop of that there are lots of different um, types of brassicas though like I say and three types of kale and, yeah. and they've been popular so I'm yeah. enjoying those and then I've still got and I wanted to talk about those I've got a picture to put up um I stored some carrots in some dry compost. Okay. And they've done all right. Okay. So basically made like a little clamp. Yeah. But I just put them in. When I put them in, I wasn't very hopeful. Yeah. Because they were in the really wet soil. Yeah. Got them out of the wet soil. I put them into trays of uh, green crates of compost, yeah. but the compost was quite damp yeah. at the time. All right. I just put them in and I put them into the veg store, which is just basically a 
field barn mm. and stack them off the ground. And they've been in there since, when did we get them out? September. Yeah. And they're usable and they're fine. Mm. You know, some have got a bit of um, carrot fly damage. Yeah. But they're okay. Yeah. They're okay. And and there's a crop there, whereas if I'd have left them in the ground, they'd have rotted yeah, out by yeah. now. My swedes in the ground have rotted out. Yeah. My leeks have been all right. And there's probably a few parsnips in there that the top growth has died back on yeah. and it's hard to find them. Yeah, yeah, they'll sprout, but they go a bit woody then. Yeah, they so, won't be so good. But yeah. they'll be okay. Yeah. But um, I've made a decision to grow all my carrots indoors this year and yeah. see if that's easier to manage. Yeah. There's, I love digging carrots up outside though. It's a thing of beauty, but yeah. the soil here it, just is not, 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 not right. It's not conducive too much clay. So I'm still eating garlic, yeah. stored and dried, and I'm still eating stored and dried chilies that I did. Yeah. And I'm still eating onions. I've got lots yeah, of onions. I'm still eating dried chilies, and I've got beans in the freezer. Oh, white beans. Different types of beans in the freezer. Dried and beans. obviously dried beans as well. Mate, I've got so many beans to yeah. shell over there. Yeah. We could have done that and just literally done the podcast <laughs> and called it the Podding Podcast. <laughs> I think we'll do it next year. The, uh, next time. The Podcast. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, I think yeah, we'll have to yeah, do okay. that because otherwise they're going to just sit there. And I, I, I'm, I'm a bit reluctant to, even though it says that some, some of those beans are... Um, heritage variety some of them are definitely not because no. you do get some weird variants come up so i've bought new beans this year but what i'll do is i'll shell all those beans out and there will be so many there's, there's probably about 12 green crates full of beans yeah, i've seen them yeah to, sh to shell yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you know it won't be loads of no. white beans but it would be like do you know what that that's a year's little yeah. back supply yeah. Yeah. Um, and they've done very well here the beans yeah. through the shop you know we've sold and used loads of dried yeah. beans but People's palates getting tired of them now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so there is lots of food here available, and it will hang on a little bit. You know, like the last of the leeks I've been having, but but I think already, you know, I'm sort of looking around and thinking, right, we're going to need to start yeah. getting some really quick crops up so that in mid sort of April, eight weeks time, yeah. have I got a few radishes and turnips coming mm -hmm. up? Yeah. yeah. So have I, have I got some? Stuff, yeah. Have I got some? Um, yeah pea shoots have I got some mange too well established yeah. Yeah. because otherwise I, I think I could get caught out here that yeah, there yeah. won't be anything yeah. so yeah. and that's why some things like radishes even though they're not my particular favourite I'm going to give you that little bit yeah, of freshness another one the first first season I like radish right at the beginning of the season later on in the year not so much yeah but again at first sowings of those early early crops of those just that fresh yeah you know, new growth from this nutrition. Your, so nice. your body tells you, yeah, doesn't it? I think does. your body tells you when when yeah. when something's good for you. You can you get that craving yeah. and that, that that sweet crunch of um, kind of nutrition going on. So, yeah, it will be lettuces. Yeah, it will be radishes. It will be the spring onions that have overwintered. Yeah. You know, yeah. before I like the day when I can pick my first carrots and my first peas. Yeah, and then I and then I tend to do like a get a really young spring chicken yeah. and have a pot roast yeah. with those things yeah. and the freshness that's yeah, in that yeah, oh yeah. do it with some lemons yeah. and stuff like that well, so I've, grown, I've grown ginger and turmeric yeah and i've managed to keep that over winter the turmeric i brought indoors the ginger's died back but it's in the greenhouse i'd like to do some ginger in here next it year should be done i think you should do it because it is I, I, I was surprised by how easy it was to get it going once i got it started I, it did take a while to get going it wasn't i think it's work. something that will sell as well you see because yeah. It, everything in here has got to earn its place. That's yeah, that's so, where it, it comes as it comes down. But yeah, I definitely would like to have a go I've, at that. I've done that, and then I've made, been able to make a ginger bug. Nice. So I did some fresh lemonade the other week, naturally fermenting. I think we'll sell Easy. it for cooking. Yeah. 
I think the people who come in here want nice fresh things for baking maybe and cooking but it would be good to be able to have something like that even if then you know the biscuits or the buns here of are made with our own ginger that would be quite a nice that thing to say yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually have got I've got the ginger bug going I've been making lemonade with that and um, I managed to revive my water kefir grains that Carl gave me oh, okay like the summer before last they were sat in the fridge in the in the garage for a while and I've just forgotten about them yeah um, and I've managed to revive those so I'm going to try and turn that into something in the next couple awesome. of weeks as well at some point well that's the plan that'd be something to talk about well, well I'll, I'll, I was going to sort of say what you could be doing now or what mm. I will be doing myself yeah I, I think you've got probably maybe four weeks I don't think I'd want to be doing it past mid-March you've got about four weeks to get all your fruit in I'd say yeah you know so <laughs> if you're doing soft fruit now I would say that it would be kind of like straw, straw, not strawberries. Your soft currants, your bare root, raspberries, yeah, blueberries, <coughs> currants. Like I say, mm. you want to get them in. I would say really in the next three weeks. Um, but what I was what I was going to say is that I've been looking at getting some more of those in because we had some raspberry fail here mm. the the difference in price if you just look around because you can go it seems to be that you know you can be paying 15 quid for six whips easy yeah but if you look around you can get them for a pound each yeah if you look around yeah. and i know that you might be able to pick some things up in sort of budget shops and stuff like that as yeah. well even Poundland do soft yeah. fruit bushes yeah. but i don't know how good they are i think I've had some I think, quite, I think quite if you spend experience. a tenner, you might get a few. I've, I've, had, I've had some quite good experience with things like that, to be fair. Not from Pound. Aldi do one, don't, do them, don't they? Yeah. Aldi do um, like fruit trees or fruit bushes and stuff, and they're cheap as chips. You know, it's like, like you say, three or four quid for a few. And I've had some really good experience with that, to be fair. Yeah. I had some yeah. lovely currants, some gooseberries. that yeah. have done me really well for years. Yeah. Yeah. They're often very small. Yeah, they come in like a plug in a cardboard it, tube, they don't do, they? Yeah. And, and like you say, I think if you go, if you know when they're coming in, mm. and there's lots of forums which seem to know these dates, yeah. I don't know how they know them, yeah. but if you can get there when they've not been on the shelf too long, yeah. I think that's the secret, really. Yeah. yeah. And then getting them in early. But yeah, I've had some really good fruit bushes particularly. You have to wait a year or two for them to do anything very much, mm. typically, because they're really small. Mm. But you pay for the, the growing time, yeah. otherwise. So you, you, know, you go and buy one that's bigger, but it would have been grown on. So you're paying the nursery to look yeah. after it for you rather than you doing Seven it Seven or eight quid rather than... Yeah. But some of the things like, you know, blueberries and that, God, they are... They're getting up for about 20, 30 quid a plant even now. From, even from King's, I think it's 15, 16 quid a plant. Yeah. So uh, please look around and shop around. So... you. Funnily, ironically, you can also you should have pruned your your oh, fruit. Yeah. You know, so many things um, I should have done. Yeah, by now. I've done but, any of it. But there we are. But there are things which you need to yeah. do now. I'm only saying these because these are the things that I'm doing yeah. now. So yeah. you know, I walk over and I've done the fruit, some of the fruit here, um, and and uh, I don't, I, radio is probably not the best thing to describe how to prune a fruit tree, but it's not it's not that hard. You know, get yourself a decent book, is what I would say, or watch a, a video or two. It's not it, that hard. It, it, with all fruit, bushes and trees, it pays to know which part of the plant yeah. produces the fruit. Yeah. If you know that... And what variety you've yeah. got. Yeah, so, uh, so and if you know which part of the plant produces the fruit, so it might be, it might be spur bearing, or it might be that it grows only on, on new growth, well, or last year's year, growth, yeah. or... And you, then you can accordingly do and it. You can, you can trim accordingly, and then other than that, it's about airflow. Yeah. Everything's it. about airflow. So you get rid of anything that's diseased, anything that's crossing over... Mm. 
anything that's obviously not in good shape yeah, and then it's about making work. some space yeah. for airflow that's it that, that's I'd say probably the only you know like you say the only, the only ones where you might get caught out is the raspberries because there's different autumn and summer fruit in ones and, yeah. and just they just get treated differently so just and, just, and I just think the only, th- the only thing you can really do wrong is do it too much if you cut if you cut your if you cut your if you cut your summer raspberries to the ground you definitely have yeah, too much yeah, but, but the point is you, but the worst thing that'll happen is you'll lose this year's yeah, crop you're right, not likely yeah. to kill the plant yeah no, so, so there's no harm in having a go no definitely not and oh, if no, it goes no, wrong no, it goes just, just do, do it. I mean? definitely, do, definitely have a go but get yourself a decent book and, yeah. and, um, and, and it's all in there so that, that's definitely something you should be doing um, and, and then the other thing I thought for people who who were outside is that I think that I do think there is some benefit if you can if you know where you're going to start sowing you could start covering your beds to warm them up yeah. I think that that's quite a good thing to do this time of the year if you're reliant on them for putting in very small seedlings I think there's, like there's a lot to be said for using black plastics over winter yeah particularly if you've put a layer of muck or something down first yeah, yeah. because that really will then now if you lift that off as it warms up, like day, on a day like today yeah, when it's warm and it's dry, wouldn't it? But it'll, it will also the soil under the, underneath the will be nice and warm. Yeah, it will taking care of the weeds. It'll be nice and friable. You should be able to plant straight into it. And you're away, aren't you? You're really yeah. flying. And 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 if you can catch it before, you know, because I've got beds in my front garden that I haven't covered yet. Yeah. And it's still not too late. If no. I if I if I skim the top off of a hoe and mm-hmm. cover them now. Yeah. My my um my rhubarb you see is going in there. Yeah. And. Um, and that it's still a fine job to yeah. do, isn't it? Speaking you can of still which, do you still that. want some rhubarb? Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Right. I've got two at home. Yeah, and I've got ten here. I've got. That I, I could do with a few more. Well, I've got at least. Mum wants a couple, but I've got at least half a dozen yeah, at home in cracking. big pots. So I'll bring you. I'll bring you and some. That, up. And 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 they 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 you won't you won't be long before you get rhubarb. No, it's already growing. It's already growing. It's great, isn't it? I love yeah. those first pink yeah. things yeah. as they start yeah. to come out of the ground. I'm not I'm not the biggest lover of rhubarb. We don't like it very much. Man, I prefer I like other it. things. Prefer I like other it. things. Love rhubarb. It's like fruit for free. It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so that's that's what um, that's what you could be doing now, really. But there isn't. It's not. I wouldn't say there's a rush. It's that thing we've we said a few a few times in a row where you're like, it's a warm and sunny day. It's you know it's feeling yeah. like spring. The birds are singing. I could get sewing now, yeah. and yeah, you could. You could. Yeah, you could, but, but you don't but, have to. <laughs> but there's no rush. You know, if you wait till three weeks, it won't. You won't miss out. It's going to take you a while to sew all these out, isn't it? <laughs> it is going to take you a while to sew all those. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah. the only other thing really I could talk about is that I've been um, making me camper van and yeah. got that to a position where that's nearly finished. And and for me, that's all kind of like, kind of like part <coughs> of it really because. Um, it's about saving money, oh, let's be honest, and about being in control of having yeah. some adventures. And yeah. I think what it's also done is given me a project over the winter, which has yeah. been really good for my kind of like planning and mental yeah. health and little things that you can do and stuff yeah. and something to look forward to. So yeah. it's like kind of as well as obviously the growing and all of that. It's just been like a little thing to keep my mind on beyond uh, mm. like the, the kind of quiet time. And, you know, I've drawn and written loads of lists and done loads of plans mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But just using the workshop for an hour or so a week, making it bit by bit yep. and then getting it to a place where it's done. And, um, and I've been, and the only thing which might be, you know, perhaps even more relevant to people listening is that I've explored some power options. Yeah. And, um, and I found on hat and I'll, I'll, I'll say the name of it because you, the deal still there is that, um, I've got a small lithium power 
station they call it or yeah. a portable power station yeah. they call it it's basically a lithium battery pack yeah. but you can use it to um charge your phone and run some lights or you could take it to the allotment and run run if you haven't got mains power so it's quite a hefty battery is what we're talking about that's that's that you carry around but you could charge it up in advance take it with you yeah it's like a leisure battery in yeah. a car but you couldn't you can't run it's only the one that i've got got a capacity of 200 to 200 watt 400 yeah. watt surge so yeah. if you go over 200 watt it won't smash it but yeah. you couldn't run anything over that yeah. but that's the base model there's a mm. 500 yeah. there's a thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean obviously the price goes up yeah but the um the 240 i've got a jackery 240 and um it will charge your mo your mobile 25 times that's the capacity of it um it will run your lights it will run your little chiller or your cooler box mm -hmm. it would yeah, you can get a 200 watt travel kettle. It will take 20 minutes to boil, but it will yeah. do it, yeah. you know. And for me, it's about obviously if I'm going away, I'm going to use it in my little micro camper van. Yeah. But it's also going to be really handy from a prepping point of view when I've yeah. got a power cut. Yeah, I'll tell you what, what it, quite a lot. Well, it will run this modem, yeah. and that is key for me. So, yeah. so as long as I can hardwire my telephone cable into my modem. Yeah. I can run the modem off the Jackery, which yeah. means that I've still got a bit of connection to find out, even finding out what's going on, yeah. you know, um, with regards to a power cut, because sometimes my mobile signal where I live isn't that great. Yeah. I actually need a hardwired signal. Mm -hmm. um, it won't, it probably would run the Wi-Fi actually, but I don't want that because it will drain the power yeah. down. So you, you're going to have to hardwire into the modem, but it will yeah. mean that my wife can, so can carry on doing work. And yeah, in. And it will charge your laptop three times, yeah. which isn't bad. And then the actual battery itself, you can either charge through driving through your 12 volt, or you can um, charge it on a wall socket, or you can charge it via solar. Yeah. And that will be my next thing, will be to get a 100 watt solar panel, which yeah. I can then just put in the car, a small foldable one yeah, probably. Yeah. And it gives you a little bit of off-grid options, mm. but it'll be really handy as well for my, you know, my shed. You know, I could keep it down in the shed. I could run a 100 watt, panel off the shed yeah. and it would give me power i can't run bandsaw and chainsaw no. off of it but i can charge my drill batteries yeah you know i can yeah, charge yeah. i can charge the batteries for my yeah. handheld tools off it and the difference between having a handheld drill and and, and, yeah. and not, trying to do it by hand yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. one of those cranky that's, ones yeah, yeah that's, no, no, that's, that's, that's yeah. cool and yeah. the other thing you can use it for if you're out and about is you can't jump start a car with it but you can charge your car battery on it. Yeah. So if I went to the car in the morning and stuff like that, and it was, um, you know, it won't turn over, I can use the crocodile clips to charge the battery up for yeah. a couple of hours, and then it yeah. will start. Yeah. So it gives you just a little bit of kind of contingency. Yeah. And um, and it was a, they're on the market for about 280, but they're yeah. half price at Hampshire Camping, oh, okay. Ham Hampshire Campers or Hampshire Camping. Yeah. And they're doing them for about 130, 140 at the yeah. moment with yeah. VAT. Yeah. So, I think that's not a bad deal for no, me, and no. certainly we'll 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 make that back if I if I've got a power cut, it will come into its own. Yeah, you yeah. know because Which you're the kids very likely could, to have, aren't you? Well, to be honest, the kids the kids can all charge their phones up yeah. on it and stuff. But but what it means for me with my small little micro van is that I could go off for a weekend mm -hmm. and not have to worry about my phone mm -hmm. or my little radio that mm -hmm. I've got or the lights. Lights, yeah. and then I don't have to wear down my vehicle yeah. battery yeah. and if i don't want to move just to charge stuff up yeah and leave my car where it is yeah, yeah and know that 
um, it'll be okay. You know yeah. what I mean? You can even get a 200 watt uh, um, heated fleece blanket. So if it got really cold at night, I could yeah. plug that in for a couple of hours, yeah. stuff like that. So just gives you a tiny bit of capacity for off grid, even though at the moment I haven't got the solar to charge it up. Yeah. But it, it'll come. Well, that's the next step, isn't it? You've got, you know, I'll, I'll be taking it around with me to people's houses when I go around there. Yeah. You know, oh, can I just plug this in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, why not? But it, yeah, it's, it's that having that contingency, isn't it? Like you say. And those bigger, expensive kind of things, you know, that, to do the whole setup, yeah. however many hundreds of pounds, you're not necessarily going to want to be able to do that in a month, but you do it a little bit by a little bit. No, and it gives you a, a taster. Month, it, you know? it gives me a taster so that if I wanted to, if I wanted to upgrade and go to a five, five hundred or a thousand unit before, mm. you know, I can't afford thirty thousand pounds put solar in my house. No, but I could run my shed. Yeah, off a yeah, thousand yeah, watt yeah. unit yeah, yeah. you know i might be able to run my kitchen in, yeah. in, a, in a power car i could keep my fridge going yeah or yeah. something like that you know and that they're game changers really mm -hmm. for me so yeah. it's about that really anyway what is noticeable is that yeah. the temperature yeah, has really dropped drop. i could do something a bit warmer than i've got on now so we'll take a break there no worries nice one Okay, we wanted to come back and do a little second segment. I want to keep it quite time-specific. Time. Well, timed, because it is about time. <laughs> it's all about time. And I think that, um, you know, we're all busy and, and we're all sort of struggling to squeeze this in sometimes. Maybe you're starting out and you're, you're thinking, I haven't got time for this and how can I fit it in? And well, so it's that age-old question people say to you, how do you, keep, how do you do all the things you do? Yeah. And they probably yeah. think that some of the things are like, Eons and eons, yeah, so ages and ages, don't they? And, and actually, that's not the case. And so, what we wanted to do is come back and just think about if you've got very limited time for whatever reason, things that you could do in let's say 10 15 minutes, absolutely, or less, yeah, or less. And some of them you might not finish at the time, yeah, but you could certainly do them, um, you know, do a bit know, of bit, it and then do a bit more. And by and the then, end of the week, you yeah. certainly wouldn't have, would yeah. have finished doing some of the bigger projects, yeah. But we were just trying to think of some really short. Um, things which, you know, some of them people will be doing anyway. We know of that. Course, and some yeah, of them might yeah. seem a bit weird, to be yep. perfectly honest with you. But the short little activities or preps yep. or or little homesteading ideas yep. that you actually could do in 15 minutes. And it almost comes back to an idea that you came out with about, it must be about three years ago now, prep a day. Yeah, a bit it's like almost a back to that day. idea, isn't it? It's almost kind of revisiting that in a slightly different guise of, you know, if you are short on time, there is time still in your day somewhere to do some of these things, uh, and yeah. I and I really do I really do think that you could do them, and mm. I think that they are also things that culminatively will change your life. Yeah. yeah, they'll change your mental outlook on where you're at. Yeah, but they'll also change certain levels of preparedness or the ability to you know look back after two or three months of doing little yeah. things and think, yeah. I actually did that. It's amazing how much that. how much difference it can make, isn't it? That cumulative kind of thing of yeah, it, not only practically and physically, yeah, like yeah. you know, you look at something and think, oh, "I did yeah, that," yeah. but also, I'm a great believer in you know doing something outside of the normal routine thing. Yeah, um, and I know there are people who probably love their routines and stuff like that, mm. but sometimes when you do something a little bit different. It can have an energising force, whether that's Absolutely. to do with your mental health or your physical well-being, or just, you know, I, you know, I, I remember when my children were very, very young. You, you, your world is consumed 
quite rightly by yeah, those, yeah, yeah. by those things. Yeah. But sometimes those five minute breaks make you feel that there's other things out there in life as well. And I'm not yeah. saying they're more important or no. anything like that. But I know certainly um, for my wife, those small breaks that she was able to yeah. have sometimes yeah. made a massive difference. Yeah. Just to be and do something for yourself for a moment, and it might, and, it, and you know, I'm not saying that everyone's in that position of having young children or what have you, but right. we all lead really busy lives. Mm. You know, we're all, we're all under pressures with our jobs and and running around and and you know, doing doing uh, you know the chores of the day and the hoovering and the sweeping mm. up and the yep. washing and yep. ironing and all those things. And and sometimes it's very easy, especially in winter, perhaps, to get stuck into a treadmill of those things. Yeah. And and uh, and so it was just about coming up. Provide is, or you might be you might be someone who's a bit old, elderly, and not have the same amount of energy that mm-hmm. you used to have. Yeah, you know, you you might be someone who who's been poorly, and and you might not have the same energy that you had, or mm. you might be someone who's got you know a physical disability. Yep. You might not have the capacity to go and do five hours digging on it. That might be unreasonable mm-hmm. for you. But I suppose what we're trying to do is is. Is, is is show people that there is an opportunity to do things on a very small scale, which will still have a big impact. Yeah, absolutely. And and in the spirit of trying to keep it into ten or fifteen minutes, I like to try and keep this section to ten or fifteen minutes. So, Whoa. shall we? Uh, shall, shall I jump straight in with a couple? Because you smash. I think a few I think out. there's there's two that I, I'm you know I, I'm looking at right now that I yeah. think you could very easily do in ten or fifteen minutes. That ten or fifteen minutes might be spread over the course of the day rather than all at once. Yeah. But I think in ten or fifteen minutes you could very easily make a batch of kombucha. Or, right. or a batch of um, lemonade or something similar using a ginger bug or a water kefir. Yeah, but people okay. might have to spend the first 15 minutes a day before ordering those things. Yeah, you might them. have to get... I'm talking about once you're set up. So once you've got your kombucha, start your kombucha, scoby, once you've got your ginger bug, and again, those neither of those two things needs to take very long either. No. Once you've got those things, actually making up a batch, 10 or 15 minutes, very easily you could do... I could make four litres of kombucha in 10 minutes very yeah. easily. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it might be that I've got to boil the kettle twice, but I haven't got to stand by the kettle while it's boiling, no. you know, and things no. like that. So it very easily could be done in that time, um, and 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 with great benefit because once that's in the fridge, that will sit there very happily for a month or so before yeah. you get around to drinking it. Yeah, no problem at all. Watch the ginger bug; it's very lively. If you're making anything with ginger bugs, mm. um, as with ginger beer, when you make it, it can be very very effervescent. So to the point of being, like, don't think you and I. Up. I don't think you and I need to talk about ginger beer, do we? <laughs> no, no, maybe not. No, maybe not. Save <laughs> that for our hundredth podcast. All right, okay. <laughs> maybe we should have a confession. The, re- the reason why I don't make it anymore, you mean? <laughs> and the reason why you're not invited around my house? No, that's, that's not. That's not. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so I'll do one, Go and on. and my one is something I've spoke about a lot on here, but in fifteen minutes. You could certainly make either a no-need bread, which would then have to rest in a bowl, and then you just literally shape it and then put it in the oven. But you could certainly make a soda bread. And I talked about soda bread, and actually the speed of making a soda bread is is key in that you need to put, bring it together so quickly mm. so that the um, the yogurt and the bicarb have got time to work together. Mm. And it's really nice to see someone had done one on the mm, Facebook. So great, I would say that you could probably make that in about three minutes. And I, I, I did say to you earlier, I think that my regular white loaf and my sourdough have less yeah. than 15-minute contact time. Contact time, contact yeah. Contact time. There's the baking time as well. So you couldn't, you know, if there you're is. going out, you wouldn't be able to do it. But certainly now I've got those down. Yeah, any, so, any one of those three loaves. Once you've got it down, you yeah. can do it within. And, and if time. you're and if you're maybe physically not able to do the kneading, 
Yep. Then, then, then no need bread obviously takes that away. Yeah. But you might have a you might have a food mixer with a dough work or something. I like don't that need with... the sourdough. We I know use you a don't. Dough, use yeah. a dough work for that. Yeah. I, I do a bit of um, stretch and fold at the end, but that's you know yeah. very limited amount of that. And yeah. Whereas I don't do any of that. You You literally mix it in yeah. a, in about one minute. Yeah. Not even that probably. Yeah. Yeah. And then you leave it, and it looks dreadful. And then yeah. you come back to it, and it's all sloppy. And you yeah. pour, you literally pour it in the tins, yeah. and then you leave it again. That's yeah. it. And then you put it in the oven, and it comes out. And it's okay. banging. All right. but so you could definitely do that. Make some bread. You could definitely make some no need bread, some sourdough yeah. bread, or if you've got your soda, uh, yeah. your sourdough, sorry, going. You could. The contact time is less. So. All right. Have a little jobs that you could do, which would make a big difference. You could turn your compost heap over. Yep. I mean, obviously that's a bit more strenuous, but it is, um, yeah. but it's something that if you did it and got it all compacted into your next bin or turned yeah. it over and cleared it up, and then you're ready to start your next one. It's I, something which would have a really positive effect, wouldn't it? I think, actually, and people get a bit fastidious about this, and you don't need to be. Turn it over. Just literally lift it over, flip right. it over into the next bay. Yeah. Even if you then, two weeks later, flip it back again. Yeah. It's about flipping it regularly, and the, 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 the speed, you know, the, the frequency with which you flip your compost, turn your compost, right. will increase the speed at which it makes compost. Yeah. And you don't have to get every last little morsel out of your compost bin to make it work. So if you've got a yeah. three base system yeah. like I use, yeah. turn it over. Even if you're going to turn it back again later on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my, my my next one is something that we've spoke about before, but you know you could you could sow some herb seeds, yep. or even buy and pot up some herbs from the supermarket. <laughs> you could do that very easily within 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. As long as you had a bit of soil either from the garden or a little one grow bag, even my local shop sell grow bags. I wouldn't even have to yeah. go to a garden centre. No. Um, and you could either sow herbs or cress or anything. Yeah. You know, we we talked about salad leaves as well. Mm. You could do the cut and come again salad. And I'm not talking about them going outside. I'm talking about three pots on your kitchen windowsill or whatever. Yeah. But you could do that today, and because of the um, the ability of some of those herbs to germinate at a lower temperature because they're indoors, they might take a little while, but you'll end up with some really nice things, which certainly will change what you're doing yeah. in the kitchen, won't they? Absolutely. So, so sowing some seeds, yeah, really good one. I would suggest gathering some silver birch. I use silver birch twigs for tinder for my fire. Yeah. But you could also, if you've got a pallet, the ability yeah, to cut it up, like cut the pallet and make kindling. I reckon yeah, it would take you a bit longer than fifteen minutes, but I reckon you could cut the pallet up one day. Depends, well, and then what you're using, bro. And then split it the next. But yeah, it does depend what you're using. Yeah. You use a chainsaw, mate. Yeah, fifteen seconds. Yeah, yeah. So if you've got a good power power tool for cutting it up, I reckon you could make some kindling in fifteen minutes, and you could certainly gather some silver birch, and it'll make some little bundles of twigs. Yeah, you could fire. make some. You could walk down if you're if you're somewhere rural, or even if you're somewhere urban, you could walk along and gather your twigs and yeah, things. Absolutely. So have a little ones that you could do. You 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 could. Um, I'll let you talk about that one because yep. that's more you. That's fine. Yeah. I like the idea of sorting out my seed tin, going okay. through it, and yep. having a look at what I've got, and and uh, arranging it maybe into monthly sewing or just just. Do you know what? Just reading all the labels and looking at what mm. you've got, and maybe you know if there's anything that's five or six years out of date know that it might not be quite as good you know yeah. still would keep hold of them but um maybe go through and see if there's anything else you need but i, lo I love sorting out my seat well i'm yeah. not a seat tin anymore well i have got a seat tin for at home it's but it's more, size of a green it's more 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 emergent <laughs> no i've still got one at oh, home okay. but it's more like my it's more like my emergency okay. i can't go to work seat in i better grow oh, some stuff at home seat okay yeah, yeah, yeah oh mate i've got layers i've got layers covid of seat tin. i've got layers of support bro <laughs> covid 20 yeah, that's it that's it <laughs> so but I could go from that to something completely at the opposite end of the spectrum. Is that if I've got if I've got salt and sugar in my house, mm -hmm. and I've and I've got my piece of 
meat, yeah. I could make some bacon yeah, in 15 minutes yeah. easily. Yeah. It will take a week in the fridge, yeah. but as long as I've got a plastic bag, some salt and some sugar, mm. I can get that piece of loin out or that mm. piece of pork belly out. I can I can cover it, put it in the bag and get it in the fridge. And that is a very, uh, there seems to be some massive dark art about making <laughs> bacon, but there ain't. <laughs> no, it's it's really, really easy no. and it's really tasty, isn't yeah. it? It's lovely. So believe me, that would take probably less than 50, yeah. five minutes yeah. in it you know and actually now you're saying it, i didn't mention this one to you earlier when we were kind of kind of uh, getting ideas together but getting some something in a dehydrator yeah so getting yeah. Your, your fruit that's perhaps a little bit starting to get a bit wrinkly in the fruit yeah. bar if you've got an apple in the bottom of there yeah. pouring that out slicing it up thin put it in a dehydrator or if you've got some frozen berries that you're that are sitting in the bottom of the freezer they've been there mm. for ages just whiz them up with some nice and sugar and then spread them really thin on a bit of greaseproof paper in your dehydrator. I reckon you could do that in 15 minutes. Look, time's yeah. ticking. I'm going to have oh, about okay. four in one go here. Go on. So look, you could do these other things, which are more like checks and stuff like that. But you could, you could do your oil and coolant in your car. You could yep. check that. You could get that done. Or you could do your tire pressures in your yep. car, and you could get them sorted. Take about 15 minutes. Mm. You could check, you know, your first aid kit. Go mm-hmm. through it and make sure that you know all the things that you need are in it. Or if you haven't got one. You know, you could order one, perhaps. You know, I know that yeah. you couldn't go out and buy one, but yeah. certainly thinking about and getting your planning for your first aid kit in your in your house. Checking or that the your kids car. haven't taken all the plasters out and stuck them to their barbies, yeah. mate. That's so I've yeah. sma- smashed the load yeah. there. Look, uh, you could make some yogurt in fifteen minutes, uh, particularly if you're using UHT milk. But even if you're not, I reckon you could warm the milk up at least. You might have to wait for it to cool again before you came back to it if you did it that way. Mm-hmm. But a batch of yogurt for me is is minutes of work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that just then sits overnight doing yeah. its thing. Yeah. Um, you, could, well you, could, you could certainly either clean up the ones you've already got or make a new set of plant labels from milk bottle cartons yeah. or something like yeah. that. You know, we all use plant labels. I've tried all different things and, yeah, you know, it's lovely. I'm going to sit with a rubber and rub all mine out yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah, or scrape the, yeah. scrape the tops off. You yeah. could definitely do that. Yeah. I, I'm quite fastidious about keeping mine because I've, I've paid for plastic ones and so yeah. I want to get as many yeah, years saying, out yeah. of them as I can. Absolutely. But I have certainly used lolly sticks and pencil, not pen, yeah. and I have also used many times just cut up pieces of, um, yeah, you know, four-litre bottle, bottle cards. Yeah. 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 yeah, they're flexible, yeah. but they, they work just as well. But you yeah. could definitely do that. Going back to the cumulative idea, you could chunk your garden up into sections or your allotment yeah. up into sections and then just weed a patch of it yeah just 15 yeah. minutes weeding every day would make a huge difference yeah. especially or your, this time or your of year. pots if you're growing things yeah. in pots you could do that yeah. especially you? this time of year just before they're about to really start growing yeah get them up before they get a chance to get going i like that i like that one a lot here's a random one Go you on. could download the what free words app oh which is an absolutely yeah. brilliant app and if you and your family are not using it <laughs> i really strongly suggest you get it yeah because it's the best way of locating each other yeah. if you've got the remotest bit of signal um and it works on gps which obviously most modern phones have now but it, it, it's a brilliant app so mm. you could you could learn you could definitely download it to your phone mm. and and maybe send a couple out to people um, but you could certainly learn how to use it. I would certainly get on that. So downloading yeah. the What Free Words app, that would change your life. Absolutely. Yeah, in terms of safety, I reckon right. you could spread a mulch in your garden. If you had some bags of compost or some yeah. bags of wood chip, um, yeah. I reckon you could tip those out and spread those around. Maybe on one of the areas you've weeded. Maybe the, yeah, yeah, the area you just weeded would be yeah. ideal, wouldn't it? That'd be yeah. perfect I place to do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I haven't got many, many more, but you could certainly do your 
um, you know, your poultry check and get your eggs in and mm -hmm. maybe maybe re restraw the nest boxes. That's certainly one that you could do. Check for things like scaly mite and yeah, red mite and that. Obviously not so much do, this time of year. Just but do a little check, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, a little health check. Um, uh, you could prune a, um, a fruit bush, so like a currant bush, something like that. Yeah, that could in definitely In that time, happen. or several fruit bushes probably in that yeah. time, to be fair. And then probably the last one that we talked about was that you could just go through maybe one of your cupboards at home, which has got your larder or your your stores for food in it and just check the dates and rotate your stock out and maybe make a little list of things that you might need yeah. you know to get in your next shop and stuff like that but there's just a few ideas I'm sure I, people I had tool maintenance more. down as well oh, so yeah. like if you had wooden handled tools particularly you know sanding down and oiling the, the wooden handles yeah. or just brushing the dirt off and sharpening your spade especially again at this time of year really worthwhile activity uh, Job done, mate. Look at that's, that. That's, that's, there we go, 1457. Look at that. So um, we just wanted to chuck those out there because we're just aware that people are, you know, it's difficult to fit all this stuff in. And, and I'm not suggesting you're going to do all those things every day because no. otherwise it's more than 15 minutes. But if you just do one of them, it would make a huge difference. I think it would. And culminatively, you could look back at the end of the week and think, you know, I've done this, I've done that. Yeah. I make a list at the beginning of every week yeah. of jobs for the week. Yeah, yeah. That for work, mostly. At work. Yeah. Oh, no, no, just for work. Yeah. yeah. So when yeah. I go in, because, you know, if you, you're looking at the farm and three mm. tunnels and all this, that, and the end, yeah. sometimes it's very hard. And I, I like lists because, one, it gives me a sense of accomplishment, but it yeah. also drives me to do those things. And also, I'm quite forgetful. So it helps me to be organised, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but looking back, because now I've got three years' worth of mm. lists, I'm looking at the jobs that I've done, you know, two in or three years weeks. ago. Yeah, yeah. But then what I can see is that where I haven't crossed out a job and then it's gone on to the next week list yeah. and the next week list, Funnily enough, they're the ones that later down the line have got me. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. if I haven't got those brassicas in when I needed to, yeah. or if I haven't, you know, sorted that polytunnel out, or ordered those um, mm. asparagus crowns, or whatever it yeah. was. Um, it's funny that when I look back now and see that those jobs didn't get done at the right time, mm. obviously that had a culminative effect. Yeah. So for me, yeah, just having those little those little jobs, and I make some of those jobs really short. Yep. So I can at least get some of them ticked yeah, off. Yeah, so I almost so, write them down to tick them off, yeah? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And some of them might be really sort of... But it's amazing how, how, how if, you don't, if you don't write them down, they, you don't do those little ones no, either. No. And then no. they and then there's more little ones and more yeah, little ones. And so, up, so just having a bit yeah. of organisation certainly uh, would help. Maybe the first 15-minute job you could do is to write a list. Yeah, yeah, write a list of things you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. And the other thing I'm going to suggest is that whilst you're doing your 15-minute jobs, you listen to our podcast. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is a shame. Over, what over, a shameless plug. Over the course of the week, you'll listen to the whole whole episode. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so yeah. so you'll, you'll find out that all of our podcasts now will be in the 15-minute sections. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we'd never be able to do that. We talk too much. Oh, dear. Okay, so we're going to leave it there. Um, thank you ever so much, everyone, for listening. Really appreciate it, and we will speak to you again in a few weeks. All right, take care. Bye now. Bye-bye. So, ladies and gents, if you've enjoyed listening to the latest episode of the Homesteading UK podcast, uh, please get onto our Facebook group, Homesteading UK podcast Facebook group. Come and follow us on uh, Instagram, Rise Good Places, and please do tell all your friends about us and uh, how much you've enjoyed listening. Uh, come back again next time. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Bye-bye.